Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You went to Fordham and you I studied. Did. did you live at home? I did. Of course, because you're Italian, Italian, Italian. Poor, poor, poor. poor. Who had no money. Um, and you became a radio host you, you, at I Fordham. I went to Fordham. Because your voice is a, fucking but that's beautiful I for radio. I, I was going to become an art therapist. I was going to become a teacher and work with kids and maybe, you know, work with them with art it's therapy. It's never too late. Now, well, that's what my mother would say. Judith, when he, my father uh, used to be, when are you getting a, a teaching degree? <laughs> Whatever. Well, I, and I couldn't afford a lot of schools. And they had to be local because I couldn't sleep away. So I went to Fordham and... They took me into this court. It's a it's a big castle, the big the big Keating Hall, the big centerpiece of the of the university. And so there's four corridors that shape a square around a center, you know, spire. One of the corridors on one of the floors was dedicated solely to WFUV, the college radio yes, station. Yes, we used to they listen to open the door. Do, I, I don't know if people realize that the Fordham radio station. Oh. I mean, I grew up in New Jersey. 
everyone. That was the fucking coolest radio. Everyone listened 50, to it. 50,000 watts, which was the maximum you could have. It was as, as powerful as any major radio station. All student run when I was there. Yes. All student run. My friend Paul Cavalcanti, who is here at this very inn, mm-hmm. who you met last night, he's the first person I met on my first day at school at Fordham wow. University. We are still friends many decades later. I won't tell you how many. But anyway, that radio station just changed. I went, wait, I could be on the radio? And they said, because the radio was like this this other land yes. where magical people learned how to connect to the universe and their voices just through, came out of a box. Through, my, just through you know. their words and their voice. Yeah, and no, nothing, I didn't know yeah. how it happened. I didn't know how you actually You're so got good to at it. that You're happen. You're so good at so, it. And that's when I started to go to the theater because I became the arts editor at Fordham. And I found out. So did you get, get free, free tickets? tickets? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Free tickets. So I would take the Ram van because they're, they're free. Um, free. <laughs> Jubel gets they're, free. Um, yeah. They're a... Uh, Mascot was the Ram, and it was the Fordham Rams football team. So for P.S., everybody I went to college with, and when I say college, I mean the radio station, yeah. because I lived there. Yeah. It was my dorm. I was there every day of the week. The guy I did the news, the Tuesday night evening news with, uh, uh, Dick Brennan, is a Fox newscaster. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, we'll ev- take that away. Oh, okay. Well, Fox it's news. not local, but the local oh, okay. Fox, not okay. the big network. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the local channel whatever the local is. And then, um, oh, oh every, who, who uh, oh, Mike Breen worked on uh, Imus for years, and Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it, I, that was the school. Oh, the, yeah. And that, you know, we, I remember being at Rutgers and listening. That, that's what, that was the coolest radio station to and listen to. And it had the, mo- the morning, like, uh, you know, pop music show. Then the classical oh, show in the afternoon. Can I tell you, the night, the music at night was like the... The rock, block. the rock, it was the yes, rock block. It was fucking awesome. You have to have Paul in your show because he, he, okay. he will pit. He he will make you laugh. Okay. So that so then they had and they had the ethnic shows like Bill Shabilsky's Polka Party, and um, uh, what is it? Eastern sounds with belly dancing music. That's mm-hmm. what it was like. You know, uh, the, the country music. They had the Irish show. Yes. Uh, all you Saturday knew and Sunday was if Irish you got stuff. in someone's car. And they had that station on. You knew that they were cool. That I, I'm not kidding. That was a cool. Oh, it's so nice to hear yeah, that. You know, that, I'm telling and you. And so I played show tunes there for the first time. That's where it sort of started. I, I started it. going to the theater, getting really interested in the theater. Did Did yeah. you study? You were, You were in this communications program, yeah. and you had done theater in high school. But were you studying no. musical theater? No, 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 no I didn't no. even know you could. As a matter of fact, I. Uh, did one show with a friend. We did side by side by Sondheim, probably mm-hmm. totally illegally, and that was the only show I did. And I, um, I had interviewed Charles Strauss, and uh, I, uh, I, I, it was on a cassette, kids' mm-hmm. a cassette. Anyway, my, I gave my, and I, what I did is I gave my mother my cassette player and a blank cassette. I said, "Could you record the side by side by Sondheim?" She did, but she didn't put the blank cassette in. Oh God! So she recorded over. My Charles Strauss interview. No, 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 because I had a nervous, certified nervous breakdown, and then I went to a party, and they didn't have anything to drink other than beer, and I don't drink beer, so I drank that, that Jewish wine, Manischewitz. Yeah, it was so awful. But that's all. Did you puke? I don't remember because it's so. It's all full of sugar. And then. I started going to a community theater. I started not going to. I, I when I graduated, I thought I'd try community theater. And you worked at the March of Dimes. I, I tempt the first yeah. six months to a year Same. looking for something. And then I landed at the March of Dimes as a temp in one department. I heard they had a telethon, so I went downstairs and inquired. And they were looking for somebody. So I worked for them for a year because I didn't like it. 
I love of my boss. Not. He was sweet. My yeah. boss was like Edward Everett Horton in all the in all the uh, <laughs> yeah. Fred Astaire movies. He was a sweet, dear, lovely man. But I didn't like the work. But right, I of thought course I'll not. Stay and all here. you want to do is like. Okay, once I leave here, I can live my life. Right. Yeah. And I, Which I, I think- got to go to California, though, with them because oh, the, that's the telephone nice. is in oh. California. That's where I got to meet my cousin, Tom Petty, the wonderful actor. That's what I want to um, get to. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so I wanted to leave really right away, but I couldn't. I needed the money. And if I waited a year, I'd get dental. Yeah. So I had all my wisdom teeth pulled a year after I got my, I mean, a year to the day when the dental kicked in, all four in one visit. Wow. And then I didn't have the balls to quit for another year. You know? Okay. But What's was, done is done. We're not going to... Uh, I know. So then um, I to, that's how I met my cousin, Tom Petty. So it's your grandmother, your grandfather's co- first cousin or your grandmother's first cousin? It was cousin, my grandmother's first cousin. cousin Tom Petty, mm-hmm. who was an actor who was in many films. He was films. the original Harry the Horse and Guys and Dolls Guys on and Broadway. Dolls. He yep. was in the original Death of a Salesman on Broadway. Yes. The original, the real big one is The Iceman Cometh. You yes. can see him in... He did the Broadway play. Eugene O'Neill cast him before anybody. He has letters from Eugene O'Neill, and I took him up he's to the... He's very oh. handsome. I looked him up, and he's, uh, he's, he's just he's a, a very good character looking, guy. Yeah. He's a sweet, sweet, beautiful, fe- honest, beautiful, And had you face. heard about him... Oh, yes. B- ...when you were growing mm-hmm. up? Because he was uh, on some television shows, Arnie, which was a very short-lived oh, yes, little yes. Herschel Bernardi yes. uh, thing, and he had a couple of little cameos here and there on, like, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, yeah. He played, uh, uh, he played Lou Grant's bookie, uh, and, and then Ted Grant uh, uh, wants to, you know... Place Ted Baxter. Baxter. Ted Baxter, sorry, wants to... Uh, who's Ted Grant? Anyway, uh, Ted Baxter wants to um, play some bets and apparently apparently Tom... Now, I don't know this line. People tell me his lines, okay? His line was, uh, but Lou, every time he places a bet, he goes, the f- the, 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 the fruits, the, the something of... of of gambling, bear bitter fruit, you know what I mean, <laughs> and and so this guy, some some uh, theater person, uh, theater pub, uh, right. pub, journalist, he he kept on reciting that to me. Jackie Hoffman remembers his episode of of Night Gallery called Spiders. He plays a he uh, uh, Patrick O'Neill plays a man who's petrified of spiders. So Tom is the super who comes in and says, if this is, and this is Jackie Hoffman reciting yes. to me, if this is the way you feel about spiders, how would you react to a cockroach? <laughs> and, you know, and um, he's also in Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3, and he's the oh, first yes. guy who gets killed. Oh, he wow. goes walking down the subway platform to get those bastards off his, right. plane, off his train. And uh, he was a very righteous, wonderful, generous, loving, sweet, quirky old guy. So, you know. In the 1950s, I'm just going to explain mm-hmm. this to everyone. He was blacklisted. Um, yeah. He was a veteran. He served in wor- World War II. Oh, yeah. He was a true American, but he had conscientious com- objector. Yes, he was a conscientious objector. He had communist sympathies, and he was obviously part of the you know accused of un-American activities. Which, Kills if I can me. think of one fucking person, yeah. who who is consistently uh, involved in un-American, that would be Donald fucking fuck. Sure. So, which by the way, I want to say, you know, I'm a comic, so that's what, you know, well, the you're owner, allowed. you know, <laughs> you know, the, um, we're here at the anchor Inn, which is a beautiful place here in Provincetown, but it's the done. mother of the owner, oh. um, doesn't like me, uh, <gasps> <Ooh>. because <laughs> I bash Trump and I'm, and she's old fashioned and she likes different kind. And I said, but you know what? I'm a nice person. She said, yes, I've heard that. But, she, you know, I knew that when I came here today to interview okay. that she, and I, I kind of, yeah, she was downstairs oh, okay. and I was talking to her. I said, I'm Judy Gold. And she goes, oh, 
So yeah, but you uh, know what I say, Judy? I say I, my friend Vinny, uh, he, he's he, I, I like Trump, and I'm doing this wonderful satirical review of Rip Birdland. Yes, uh, called Everybody Rise, which is funny, funny stuff. Yes, we're going to talk. Can't, about, yeah. So, but look how we're whispering. Oh, I don't know. You started with. Oh, I know no. why you were. So oh, yeah, I, I was whispering. No, but I, I just know. realized. Oh my god, we're like <laughs> so afraid. It's like fuck <laughs> you. But it's true. You uh, have a guy who's in show business who likes Trump. Oh yeah, and he's gay. And I said, no, uh, no. but I said, you know what? I said, you know something, Vinny. Here's what it is. Basically, if you were president, you'd have my back, and if I were president, I've had, I've, I'd have your back. And so I basically know we're good people. If there was, a, if the bomb landed and we'd have to live mm. on our wits and our, you know, we'd all get along. So I have to just know that going into any conversation with anybody. No, I, you know. and you know, I am writing this book. I'm almost done with my mm. book. How we have fought especially comics, to get the truth out. Mm-hmm. Satirists, to get the fucking truth out, to have someone who blatantly lies, who puts people in harm's way, whose ego is more important. You know, there is no excuse. He doesn't give a shit about LGBTQRST people, people. Yeah, People have to pay attention to the comics because you're not thinking about what a comic is innately. A comic is an observer. Oh, okay? and a social commentator. Ob- observing... And if there's an irony, if there's a hypocrisy, a hypocrisy yeah. it's good for a joke. Okay, so let's just, it's not that they're, they're, you're making them up out of thin air necessarily. You know, I think probably they're based in, in a perfect world, you're looking for it out there in the world. You're not conjuring up. And the reason. There are some, but most of you guys are observers and trying to. Oh, of course, know, of human and, behavior. Of human yeah. behavior. And it's, it's, there's truth in it. There's truth in it. The core of it, it's absolute authentic and true and yet we get vilified and this one fucking says whatever he wants but i just i mentioned that because i wanted to say in your show that i saw last evening which was fantastic you're very neutral about trump and would you like to know why because two years ago i sang a song called facts that joe keenan wrote with music by jeff uh, by brad ross and it was about it was on um his Twitter feed, and I liked it. I listened to it, and I liked it. And I said, boy, I'd love to sing this song. And Joe Keenan, who was a writer for Frasier uh, for many years, uh, tweeted back and said, I'd love you to sing it. We became friends. I got the song, and I sang it here. And it's like, remember facts, those pesky little things that used to matter. And then it goes on to say, remember news, how if you saw it on the news, it might be true. But now your news is your news, and my news is my news. And and, and remember... um, uh, uh, like when you used to be ashamed, if you told oh, lies, remember lies. Right, right. How you know when somebody told a lie, you'd be like, but they lied. Right. That's and it mattered. That's not getting mad. Exactly. Yeah. So I sang the song here, and I know for a fact that Joe Keenan wrote it to be nonpartisan because we all—I mean, some sides more than others—but we do tend to. Oh, please, they all lie. Yeah. So, right. So these two gentlemen came up to me, and look, I was grateful that they came to my show. I really am. Every. Every ass in that seat yes, matters. Yes, it's it's a part of but your life. But know who you're coming to see day. too. Well, they said we're very upset, Christine, because we thought we had a, we were in a safe place. And I said, I'm so. Oh, oh my god, I have a whole thing about that. to yourself. And I went, fuck you. Okay, I said, all right. And they walked away, but then they came back and they said we're very upset. We thought we were seeing Christine Petty, and she we were in a safe place. And I said, well, I'm so sorry. And they said that's. I said, why? I didn't get political. They said that song, that song. But that's how they interpreted it. And then I wouldn't let him go. Oh, I wouldn't let him go. I said, I have to tell you that this was written, and I can tell you that it was written to be nonpartisan. I had 
meetings with the writer. Uh, uh, we talked about it on the phone that this was the goal. And he said, no, it's about Republicans. I said, why would you say that? Because you were talking about facts. <laughs> so there you go. There you fucking so go. they really... They made me think a little bit because, again, I have to respect everybody's opinion as to what they choose to bring to the stage. Like Martin Short and, and Steve Martin, I heard Marty say on a, I call him Marty, I worked with yeah. him. But uh, he said on one of the late night shows, somebody brought up the fact that they don't bring in politics right. at all. Yes. No, you don't have to bring in politics. You can talk about gardening or your kids or menopause or whatever. Um, and I thought, well, I have to think about this. I, I'll be goddamned if I'm not going to say how I feel about something. Uh, but I have to decide whether I need to on certain occasions or not. That's all. Yes. Just you can pick and choose. Essential. But you, you were very neutral. You did a song from the new show, mm -hmm. Everybody Rise, which is sounds like it's going to be fantastic. Oh, God, it's unbelievable. Uh, and it was... Not, well, I said it's not political. It's, it's not, about marriage. Right. And it's about Melania. It's mel about Melania. And it that song, did you see... The, the audience. I was. It was like a release. It was like um, that's what's so great about this show. It's a release. It is. It. 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 It's like the steam. The. 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 The, the tea kettle finally gets to whistle. Yes. Yes. You know. And people come up to us. We've done it twice at Birdland. Richard Kind. Uh, 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 I love did him. It, uh, uh, the people who are going to do it as special guests include Chip Zion, Brad Oscar, Ding Ding, um, Liz oh. Calloway. I don't think so. No. Uh, who else? Um, uh, uh, Jason Robert Brown. Uh, Anne Harada. Um, I love her. Uh, uh, just, Judy Gold. They're all good at... You want to sing a... Uh, we have a song for you. Really? I'll do uh, it in two be, seconds. You have to be available on, on one of the night. The one okay, night but I'm an alto. We can talk about it. Yeah, I am okay. too. Um, Your fucking voice so is beautiful. It. People came up and said, we need to see this again. We need to see this again. It, it's... It's... It, and the title so is a needed. bit, you know, militant. Everybody rise, a resistance cabaret. Fear not. But it makes me it think of it makes me and, think of Elaine. Right, exactly. Can you do Elaine a little bit? Elaine's Trich, sitting out on the deck. <laughs> She's my favorite lesbian. Judy Gold. Thank you, Elaine. I love you. What do you got in the container there? Um, coffee or a little? A little, a little no, I don't. It's just coffee. It's right. just coffee. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, 
very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J U D Y G O L D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. So you meet Tom Petty. Tom Petty, your your my blacklisted wonderful uncle. I mean, cousin. Uh, cousin. Sorry, I said uncle. Who really inspired you to start this thing called Blacklist? It's a well, we did it. What happened was I went to Broadway Con, which is this big convention for Broadway the first year and I said to them would you be interested in something on the blacklist and I shit you not they went uh, the person I spoke to said I love that TV show oh yeah 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 okay no no that's what I mean yes then I explained and they said sure the next year uh, this was uh, in January so that that the following November of the election happened and the the (sighs) panel that I coordinated for Broadway Con happened in January now it was important to me because I wanted people to remember this time in history. I am not a scholar on this time in history, but I know enough. All, I know all I need to know. Right. Okay. And I brought together Zero Mustel's son, Josh, Jack, uh, Jack Guilford's son, uh, um, Joe Guilford, Ring Lardner's daughter, Kate Lardner, uh, a woman making... named Kate Draper. She was in the original oh, yes. Day in Hollywood. Yes. Um, uh, uh, the wonderful um, uh, Merle Dubusky, who was a press agent, uh, back in the day, Lee Grant, oh, who love was, I think, 89 Lee. years old at that, yes. that time. And uh, Joan Copeland, who was Arthur Miller's sister. Was she related to um, Arthur Miller? Was Arthur she Miller. related to Aaron Copeland? No, I think there are different Copelands because her brother's Arthur Miller, so I don't know. Yeah, but could be an but, uncle. So there gay, we all were. Gay Aaron we Copeland. go into this huge, huge room at the Javits Center. and This the, is your idea. Right, my yeah. idea. And my cousin, Maria, uh, was Tom's niece. And she was she spent her childhood with him because th- this was the Long Island side of the family. We never met. Did, when, Tom did he ever York. marry? Uh, that's another story. That might be for... Yeah, he did. I, I got to get to that. Okay, but anyway, sorry. So she had videos. She had interviewed him. And wonderful moments of him talking about the blacklist. So we get in the room. And Lee Grant is like, God, I don't know about this. I hope people show up. And I'm like, oh, I hope so too. But what had happened was I was nervous that the young kids today wouldn't really connect or want to be motivated to come to the, come yes. to the panel because they really didn't know what it was. The night before was the ban at the airports. Oh, wow. Airports. Wow. Okay. Now, this shook everything up and it just as you know agitated everyone to no end so whether they came because of that or they just happened i didn't have faith in the audience all i can tell you is i was setting up the chairs on the dais and it was very busy because you have very little turnaround time to get your you know your stuff set up i turn around packed and it was a huge room so necessary and we talked about Everything and uh, Lee Grant is so articulate. Oh, still in the nineties, so uh, so articulate. And what a great sense of humor! Oh yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. And so she, we played Tom 
which maybe I can get it for you. I have to find it. Uh, talking about how he was blacklisted and he was on the set of a Jimmy Cagney movie about to start first day. And these corporate people are having a hubbub in the back mm-hmm. and they call him over and they say, you're off the picture. And uh, sadly, wow. some of the people that were involved in this blacklist were venerated character actors like Ward Bond and Adolf mm-hmm. Manjou and of course, John Wayne and whatever. Um, and, uh, he made some great movies. He that, The classic films, if you watch State of the Union, I'm going to do it in my next show. He plays a barber who gives Spencer Tracy a shave, and he has a whole monologue about why the White House is, and Congress is screwed up. Not enough wow. women. Not enough women. Wow. Okay, it's great. And he does it with a broken accent. Pressure. And so I play Tom, his interview with my cousin, saying that these uh, uh, FBI people came to his house his apartment in New York. They wanted him to name names. They wanted him to, to talk. And he said, I will not. Now, this is a kind gentleman. But his face changed. Oh, wow. And he said, I'm an American. I have my rights. And you don't have to tell me what to believe. You, you don't tell me what to believe. I'm militant about that. I am a radical when it comes to that. I got my beliefs. And that's how I feel. And that's it. And I, you know, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about oh, it. Oh, please. Ne- you know, conscientious objector. But yes. he still went to war. A medic. A friggin' medic. Yes. And okay? wouldn't carry a gun. All right. Wouldn't carry. That's what a conscientious director yes. wouldn't carry a friggin' gun. I mean, how the balls that that takes, the balls it takes to do and that, and the and the Constitution, the you get got it grit right. to, to to face the people and who to, you know back then, and yeah, you know, unwavering. Would be accused of, he'd be accused of being, you know, yellow or whatever. Now, I I have a question. But anyway, when I played yeah. that clip, yes, Lee Grant stands up, gives him a standing ovation. I okay. love you, Lee Grant. I do too. Lives on the Upper West Side. <laughs> Your parents first seeing you in a Broadway show. Oh, well, I mean, they saw me in Little Me, but if you, if you blinked, you missed me. Then they saw, well, they didn't see me in talk radio. But did you I was take downstairs. a bow? Did you take a bow at talk radio? I did. Okay. I said they did. Um, did they go crazy? No. No, I don't think they didn't go crazy. No, no, no. I, my parents, I think, were always in shock that I did this, but my parents and I get along and that we have the same tastes. So they, you know, but they... But weren't they so proud? And, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. My parents yeah. were very proud yeah. and, and lovely, and, and I, I took them to everything. And, I love you know, that. But you know my Chicago story. W- were you... Well, when I did Chicago... Mama Morton. I was Mama Morton, and what had happened is I had been offered the part, and they said, can you start in a week? And I thought... Um, yeah, and you know what? If I start in a week, I, I don't have, I'll surprise my parents because. Right. But then they had to renege that not renege, but they had to. They said, but we we made a mistake. It wasn't an official like I didn't have the paperwork or anything, and it took another like three years, and then finally. Oh, hello, show business. Offered, yeah, exactly. I get offered it again, and they said, "Can you start in a week? Rehearsals in a week. Open two weeks from that." You know, and I said, "Yeah." And I thought, I could still surprise my parents. So I told my mother, hey, Ma, do you want to go see Chicago? She went, oh, Daddy would love that play. And I said, well, uh, Fran Weisler gave me some tickets. Because I actually was supposed to be doing a benefit uh-huh. on my opening night on Broadway in Chicago. I was supposed to be at a benefit with Fran Weisler. So it wasn't quite a lie. So my two dear friends, Tom and Michael Dangora, they, t- they went with my parents. And they got to the theater the day before and got the old playbill that didn't have my name in it. And they, they, uh, my friend Tom stood in front of the call board so she wouldn't see my, my name. Not that yes. my mother would know to look at a call board. And before the show, and I think it's on my website somewhere, before the show, Michael came backstage and interviewed me in the dressing room and, and everything. And, and then he has a video of my, 
Oh, so then what happened is I come out as Mama Morton. So that's the first time my parents know I'm even in the show. Now, of course, I'm a little nervous because I adore Chicago. I had seen it at that point 18 times. So I had to perform in Chicago over two weeks before I'd been in it more times than I'd seen it. Okay. And so I was, <laughs> I was, I was okay. I was in control, but it was still a nervous yeah, moment because it's iconic to me. And it's my first solo, my first lead in a Broadway musical. And also, are my parents going to have a stroke? Yes. They could have a stroke, yeah. Judy. They could and, have and a stroke. Free, yeah. what, did, what have I done? Right. Did I do the right thing? So I come out and nobody died and you know they, they lived and I didn't... didn't I, my big thing was just don't bump into the furniture or break anything. Yes. You know, this has been around a long time. This yes. is a nice people's house over here in Chicago. Yes, got you. So then... They call me at intermission. You know, Christine, I don't believe... We thought, what is this? Is Christine doing her act? Because then my mother thought, are we going to benefit? You know, is right. it a benefit? Because why is Christine on the stage? Yeah. And um, like one time I did something at Avery Fisher Hall and everybody recreated their iconic moments on Broadway. Ellen Green, same somewhere that's green. And uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, uh, Robert Morse sang, I-, I Believe in You. And oh, Jerry I Orbach sang, yeah. he, he sang Try to Remember. And, yeah. and Colm Wilkinson sang, sang, you know, Bring Him Home. And and, 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 and Cheetah, Cheetah Rivera uh, sang all that jazz. And Carol yes. Warren sang, Andrew McArdle sang Tomorrow. And my mother was in the audience sweating bullets going, what the hell is Christine doing here? Well, she's going to perform. What the hell is she going to do? So she, like she couldn't yeah, understand she, why right, I was present in right. an evening like that. That's so funny. So I ended up doing, of course, montages of all the women who couldn't be there, you know, and who, who would have sung their signature songs. How did songs. you know that you could do that, that you could? I just got cast in Forbidden Broadway. And that and, was uh, it, and you and learned. They, they asked, what impressions do you do? And I said, I do my Sicilian grandmother. They said, can you do Carol Channing? I said, well. Everybody does Carol Channing. Yes. And then they, I did, they weren't as good back and then. And it's so funny you that know. you went all over the country uh, oh, and yeah. the world, mm-hmm. basically, doing Forbidden Broadway. Finally, yeah. Yeah. you're in Detroit. Mm-hmm. The, the creator's like, all right, I want you to come to New York and be in the New York uh, company. And uh, Actually, you, I was in Denver. Oh, and then I, heard I thought that it they, said, oh. Well, maybe well, it was whatever. a typo, but I was in okay. Denver and they, they, I heard that they had cast somebody. And he had said I'd be the next new person in the show. He'd put me in the new sh- in the show once there was an yeah. opening. And I went, oh, they cast somebody? And my friend went, oh, why didn't they cast you? He was the, like the understudy. Right. He said, you would have been perfect. And I'm dying on the inside. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're fucking like, a- yeah. He's like, oh, I don't understand. So I got angry. And I never get angry. Really, I don't. I I called up Gerard Alessandrini. And I said, oh, hi, Gerard. It's Christina. I'm, you know, I'm in Denver, opening the show here in Denver, and I you know, just want you to know um, that you had said, you know, if there was an opening in New yeah. York, and I, mean, I would love to go to New York. Just, it's like, I don't want you to think that I'm planning on being in Denver uh, for a long a woman, time. Only a woman would be, so would be yeah, yeah, yeah I, would be like, I'm really sorry to bother you. But a guy would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you well, fucking told you me. Know, for me, it was that I, I felt the show, I... But you would pay your I dues. Held, I know. I just never believe I pay enough, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's us. So, that's women. But anyway, he said, well, Christine, actually, we would like you to be in the New York show. Everybody does the same Gerard Alessandrini impression. Uh-huh. He has a very deep voice. And, oh, we'd like you to start in two weeks. We just wanted you to open the Denver show. So they weren't telling me yes. that, you know, we, by the way, if you open your Denver show here in New York, they want, didn't want to distract me. But anyway, the first thing I do is call up my friend Michael Levine. I said, Michael, guess what? And he went, you're doing Forbidden Broadway in New York. I said, what? I, it was three minutes ago that yeah. I hung up the phone and got the offer, okay? I don't know how or what or who, but that's how that world... And then how, it closed two months how, later. It, Congratulations, it yes, congratulations. Welcome to the, the theater. 
You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. What do you think of Deborah Messing tweeting that the people in Hollywood who went to this Trump fundraiser should be blacklisted? I don't believe in the word blacklist. They can go to whatever they want. I don't, I'm not. No, but she's getting, you know, Trump, of course, is now failed actress. You know, that's what, you know. Well, first of all. I mean, I get. Uh, all right. I think any of the people I who think, can't, cannot see his, uh, his. Uh, um, Harm. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the playground. Yeah. Uh, antics. Mentality yeah. and antics of trying to. I know. I have called it since day one the I know you are, but what am I? Administration. Oh, right. it's it's the when you see somebody say failed actress, the failing this, the, the failing, failing that. New York Times. You cannot see that he is just playing low and he dirty and proje- a, a child, a and he is toddler. also he is also look. You know what? Oh, well, look, I thought because we could see through those cheap, childish tactics that it were safer. I would think if we had someone who was actually a better, more passive aggressive, um, a master that we'd be in bad shape, but how could we be in worse shape? You know, I, so, yeah, well, anyway. I, I know that was a, I, I don't know. I, I think that that was a st- very stupid thing to say mm-hmm. because you say the word, first of all, you say the word list when Omarosa said it. Yeah. And she said, anyone who's ever wronged him is on a list. We are yeah. keeping names. Oh, <gasps> I, my blood curdled. Yes. My blood curdled. This is not, America. This, this isn't. And, this is and, not and, democracy. And Deborah Messing didn't understand what she was doing, I think. But what happens is with a lot of extremely passionate liberal people, what I find is that... The look, emotions Ruth take Bader over. Ginsburg, they oh. do. The, the emotions take over. She's had, she said it right. You have to talk to people like they're a child. And I don't mean talk down to them because you shouldn't talk down to a child. You have to talk slowly. You have to make sure they're understanding what you're saying. You have to see if they understand what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. And see if there's a way to and scratch you have to the connect. veneer. Yes. yes, and that's what you're trying to do. Connect and see if you can scratch the veneer. And if they can walk away from a conversation with you, still being who they are and believing what they believe, but having a question in their head, or at least liking you. Yes. Liking, that's why, that's why comedy is so great. It's yes. like you make them laugh, they love you, and then you say something and they're like, oh, never thought Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. And so I feel bad, of course, because we all love Deborah Messing. And her, she yes. has only the best intentions. And, and just so fucking talented. Of course. And you can't. Do my podcast, Deborah. Say, yes, do it. You, you just can't the, use a word like that. Yes, you can't. And it's just like they can say pussy, grab your pussy, blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. you know. But you, the other thing is that, you know, also, we're also living in a world where you are not allowed to fail once. You are not allowed to make a mistake oh, once. absolutely. Your life is taken away from you, and, I, I, and, and I, I don't like it when I see it on any side. Look, even, I hate to say it, you know, even Bill O'Reilly, you know what I mean? Like, he, well, he had a string of things, so, but... But he gotta, did, but you know, the, the thing is the behavior. The behavior, if... If any of these people who behave like this mm-hmm. were working at a company, they'd be fucking fired. Character mm-hmm. matters, you know? Why does yeah, it? Well, it does. Character does matter. And his fucking, he seeps into the souls of the, of the American people. Like, yeah, you know, these disenfranchised mm-hmm. people. All right. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a couple friends of yours. Oh, and 
by the way, you're coming back because yeah, you're Can we come back fasc- here though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next year, same time, same. Time. All right. Thank um, you. I would love to. I because we I because you and I can't. <laughs> We need to write down what we're going to talk about next. And, and then, then we'll go off on Because we can't remember what the hell I know, we just talked about. We have, to, we have to write it down so that we can get back to the the tangent that was the tangent from another tangent. Yes. Now, Oprah on real estate. Oprah. Oh, 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 oh Oprah on real estate. Hold on. Um, I, uh, all right, hold on. Uh, you know me as a media mogul. <laughs> The Oprah Winfrey Network. I am an Academy Award nominated actress. I am the spokesman for Weight Watchers WW <laughs> Bread. Bread, bread, bread. I love bread. I love bread so much. I renamed my boyfriend Breadman. But I have been branching out into real estate. I have decided I am going to start my own country i am starting my own country and and the name of the country is <laughs> oprahoma <laughs> now That's how hilarious. are we going to get people to live in oprahoma <laughs> if you look under your seats you will find the keys to your own City! <laughs> you get a city and you get a city and you get a city. Everybody gets a city and Oprah, Oprah, Oprah. That is Rick Chrome who wrote that, by I the way. I love that. Uh, Angela that. Lansbury as a sex hotline worker. I can't remember it or something. I'm a little teapot. Short and stout. Please come rub my handle or rub my spout. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. You know, you talk about how you met Barbara Streisand. And as girls our age... Growing up, that is, there's nothing. There's Santa nothing. Claus. It's freaking Santa it, yes. Claus. It's Jewish Santa Claus. Yes. And you talked about how you met her, and, and I met her too. And I was thinking, you know, you don't want to meet. You don't want to meet them because you want to uh, keep no. the. Yeah. So I was at a thing for um, Michelle Obama at my friends who live in Hollywood who are wealthy. Um, and she was there. And um, my friend, uh, Phil Rosenthal. Okay, we're getting I know Phil Rosenthal. Oh, you do? How do I know Phil Rosenthal? He created a real oh. is Somebody feed oh, Phil. That, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. Phil Rosenthal. Okay. I know of Phil yeah, okay. Rosenthal. So Phil I'd Monica, like to know Phil Rosenthal. He's the greatest guy. I want to go eat with him. Yeah, he's the greatest yeah. guy. He's so fun to go out to dinner with. And his wife is an angel, literally. Oh. And his kids are adorable. Okay, so uh, he says to Barbara, this is um, Judy Gold, a uh, very, very funny comedian. She's like, oh, hello. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to meet you. I just, I, cause I, I don't, I don't want anything. And I had, was producing Rosie when she came on Rosie uh-huh. and I cried and cried and cried cause Rosie was all of us like uh-huh. meeting, you know, yeah. having your own show and uh-huh. having Barbara Streisand yeah. as a guest was like my biggest dream. But the talent in that, she's tiny. She's this little, I'm telling you, I hugged her. I thought she was going to break. She's yeah. this little, it, but she's a real movie star. Their face fills yeah. the screen in a way that is, you can't, uh, and d- you look, explain how and why, but now, it's just. Can it's just I just stop. ask Barbara a question or two? Yes. How can I help you, um, Barbara? I I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. And your voice is fucking amazing. It's just my voice. It's the way I sound. Oh, I love you. So um, you're on social media, right? I've uh, I've become a become a fan of tweeting. I like to tweet. And. Um, I've noticed, and this is Barla Jean uh, Merman, who's a very talented um, uh, drag queen, uh, has it in a show. And I, 
uh, that, you know, people who, uh, like the Kardashians, have, like, tens of millions of followers, hundreds of millions of followers, actually. And you have under a million. And you're one of the greatest talents ever to exist. How do you feel about that? I've always been a fan of quality. You know, less is more when there's quality to it. So I feel that the million... Twitter followers I have are people who enjoy and understand true, authentic forms of expression. <laughs> Got me, honey. I, I, I love it. I don't know that I could rip Oh, my, my God, but, it was great. But. Liza, um, I just have to, I'm going to ask you the final two questions that we ask on the podcast okay. because I know you have to go to the library. Yeah. Uh, and I'd I'm like, performing at the library. Don't for a minute think that I'm just going to sit in the reference room. That and, you library know. is the most beautiful. Li- have you been there? No. Uh, I it's can't so wait. beautiful. Right. It's so beautiful. Okay. It's the Provincetown Library. I go there to work. It's so nice. Beautiful. Ugh. Okay. So I was wondering if either Julie Andrews or Liza Minnelli could uh, answer this question we ask all our guests. Uh, are you, we're very pro-mental health, are you or have you ever uh, been on uh, antidepressants or in therapy? I've just begun both in the past two months. Julie, that's great. Yes, you see, because I've never felt I needed either. What I do recommend is having a mentally crippling illness yes. uh, that uh, requires uh, alone time with someone yes. who, who likes to talk to you. And alone time with a little bottle of white pills. Oh, that's wonderful. What can I ask what you're on? Wellbutrin. I like that. One. Oh, yes. I'm on the Wellbutrin. I'm also, you know, I do the Wellbutrin with the Paxil, which is also known as Paxon because I gained 30 pounds. <laughs> Paxil. It sounds like one of the Von Trapp children. Yes, Paxil Von Trapp. We also ask, because the podcast is called Kill Me Now, because I literally say Kill Me Now, like I can't stand. Like, things really aggravate me, especially, like, incompetence and lying and, you know. So I always ask um, my guests, such as Liza Minnelli or, um, you know, Bernadette Peters or Ethel Merman or Patti Lapone or even Gwen Verdon. I ask these women who have all not been my guests, um, what pisses you off more than anything? What makes you so fucking mad and it could be anything it could be a tip jar or it could be you know war it, it could what make like you cannot fucking ugh. do something judy i do listen to me i don't get i don't get angry that often because i like to be happy <laughs> liza you fact, are yeah. that's what makes me unhappy <laughs> pisses me off people who aren't happy i mean can't you just smile and be happy and also there's a disturbing lack of sequence in the world yeah and that's why i love it here in provincetown because yeah. they know that that's just the happy fabric yeah it's the happy fabric <laughs> and that's all just <laughs> smile darn you <laughs> also well makes me happy D- you don't really get angry I don't like to, unless the cell phones go off in the middle. Oh of, yes, that's the, a bad. And the world goes round, and then suddenly, that don't can like you, that. Can you explain to uh, the listeners what it feels like to be on stage and see someone take out their phone and look at it? The bright light shining on their face. And by the way, I'm just going to say one thing. I was doing a show in a theater, and the wife dragged the husband, and the husband took out an iPad. Mm. To, to watch a fucking football game. Go. First thing I want to say is, what's an iPad? <laughs> That's all I have to say. I have to go. You know, okay. And by the way, I had Lorna Luft on. And oh, she, I love her yes, so much. she's amazing. 
uh, Father Jewish, and uh, she described Judy Garland as you describe her in this movie. That you were. It's true, though. She was a kind, kind, funny. Yeah. Um, and they uh, fucking destroyed. Yeah. Um, and they destroyed her. Ulti- yeah, yeah. And and it, it was a time. She was like the first megastar of that yes. generation. The, the silent film stars were megastars, and a lot of them crashed and burned bad. Yes. Bad, bad, bad. But we don't remember them. She was the first that we remember because she was recorded in a way that got, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and she didn't know enough, and the people in her life didn't well, know enough to say. Well, she was such a baby. Well, they didn't know enough yeah. to say, no, she's only doing four pictures this year. Yes. And like it or lump it. Right, and don't put toothpicks in her nose. Yeah, and they know? didn't know that because they really thought, what else is she going to do? Um, and so... I was, I have to tell you, I went in really scared and I came out very impressed. It has yes. such What's the name grace of the movie? and poise. It's called Judy. Judy. I got to get a poster of that. Yeah. Because my name's Judy. You should. You should. Christine, I cannot thank you enough. I could talk to you for 10 hours. I would more love hours. to anytime, anytime. Um, and I just want to, can you just tell people where to find you? Well, christinepetty.com. P-E-D-I. P-E-D-I. And then uh, the Twitter is at Christine Petty. And um, you're on Sirius XM. I'm on Sirius XM radio you're, every day. You're producing. Are you going to be uh, starring in this show as uh, well? The, the, sh- the show Everybody is called Rise. Everybody Rise, and it's at Birdland on the 20 September 2021, 20, 24, and October 1st. Just go to the website. Yeah, and it's fabulous. And you're producing and well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I you know yeah. I'm helping Joe do yes. everything in New York, so I guess that's what he's calling yeah. me. Um, and then I'm doing a show at the George Street Playhouse called oh. The Last Days of Summer about uh, I a, know a, I a auditioned. Boy. Oh, you did? Oh, well, I I can't believe I got a part. Did you get what's her name? I got the aunt. Yeah, the very orthodox aunt. Sorry, I'm gonna have to pretend to be Jewish. You got it. Uh, you know why? Why? Because they wanted a soprano. They wanted what? A soprano. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. And you're an alto. Uh, but you said they wanted a soprano. I know. I'm saying I didn't get. They were like, you did great. Oh, they great. wanted the mother? Yes, to oh, be a soprano. Oh, they want the mother to be a soprano and aunt to be an alto, yeah. and I got the aunt. I yeah. understand this all mm-hmm. now. Look, I never get anything, so I'm, I'm new to this whole world. That play is so great, and is I'm it? so happy for oh, you. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, you're going to have so much fun. And and it's going to go to Broadway. It's the okay. first... Time I remember having a costume made for me from scratch. That's awesome. You deserve it. First You're time. so fucking talented. You're All so right. sweet. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you. And, and um, I do my Christmas show every year, you know, at Feinstein's. It's yes, go see Snow it. Business. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Because you heard Eliza Minnelli yes. singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Hilarious. You know, so that's that's great fun. All right. But and anyway. as we always say, so long. Goodbye. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. Hello.